You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're new channel, please subscribe and hit the bell icon. You know that stuff. We've just beaten Crystal Palace 3 2, so we're fourth in the league. So I don't really care about subscribers or anything. As a, a must thank our, our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. That's fun. Today's guest, another happy hammer, of course, being the Miami's Eleven channel. Um, this time, he—I mean, he's, he's a busy man. So, the you know, last time he fell asleep at his desk. So this one. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> that's me, a, desk sleeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a desk sleeper. Let's change your name. It is, it's Charlie. It's Charlie Rockwell. How are you doing, Charlie? How's things, man? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Been very, very busy recently, but um, I do apologise for taking so long to be here. But I am happy to be here, so thank you for having me. Don't be silly. It's quite, it's quite funny. It's, it, it adds to the, it adds to the whole story, doesn't it? It's, it, it We've had be... a nightmare getting me on here. <laughs> oh, no, good things come to those. Oh, in it, Charlie. That's the thing, mm. isn't it? It's, uh, no, it's all, it's all good fun and games. As everyone's really busy at the moment, particularly you. I mean, things are going really well for you at the moment, isn't it? You're, you're, you're very busy at the moment. Yeah, I mean, working for other people and trying to work on my own content as well. It's definitely been yeah. something which uh, it's just been a long time coming. Like, I'm just trying to put as much energy into myself at the moment, which is a bit narcissistic, but I guess it's what you want the most from life, you know? So. Yeah, but it comes to a point where I think you have to, isn't it? It's like, as you said, you, you do loads of other stuff for other people and stuff. And and so, as you said, you know, I know you, you saw that, you know, obviously coming to the big, beginning of this year, you put that big, this is my plans for this year on your YouTube. And he's like, yeah, well, I think too fucking right. You need to put some plans, you know, because it's, mm. you know, it's, it's, and, and it's one of those things where I've, oh, I'm so new to this game. I don't really know. But you, you do notice people who put the effort in, it does pay off. It doesn't, might not do it straight away, but it does pay off. And it's like, you know, for my humble beginning, so to speak, I'm looking at other people, like new guys, as we've got a young lad called Jake, Jake Cox, who, He's only 13, bless him. And he does like live show with football. And, you know, you think oh, he's, he's got like, mm. he's got that work ethic. And that's what it is with YouTube, I think, isn't it, really, to be honest? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a big advocate for saying that you carve your own luck, really. Like, yeah. um, that, I mean, <laughs> even to get me on here before I even mess, well, that's my flatmates. But um, before <laughs> I even uh, uh, jumped in here with you, you'd sent me a multitude of messages um, where, 
I didn't even see. And then I saw and I was just like, oh God, what the hell has happened here? And then and after that, I was just busy. So I couldn't reply. And then, oh, nightmare. But even that, I can I can see like from looking at the channel, like you're doing well and all the success to you, like going forward. Like you said, you said before the call, like you've got ex pros on and other people, like you're looking to branch out to different people. So like all the credit to everyone that really. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I think it's it, it sort of struck a chord of people because it's about it's about West Ham and it's you know there's so much. I mean, it's just a bit you mean just before we talk about you know West Ham fan TV and stuff like that, and they do great stuff in terms of you know what's happening now. Mm-hmm. My my niche, so to speak, is is the past a little bit. Um, because oh, sometimes love the past, like don't they? Yeah, we love the past. <laughs> oh, Charlie, you've got to, got to cling on to something until this year we win the league, we did the league and, and cup double. Um, <laughs> do you think we're going to do well in the cup? Do you know what I was talking to? I was talking to um, some guys the other day, and I think. I think next. I think it's it's all going to be it's going to be interesting. Clearly, that's what we should be going for, mm-hmm. in my opinion. A domestic cup. Yeah, because you're the FA Cup. You've only got was it another three or four games, and you've won you've won a trophy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you've got to play another twenty now. Yeah. To get to fourth or seventh or whatever, and I don't think we realistically do that. Um, so we don't, think we, we don't think we can get top seven. Uh, well, I, I'd, I'd like to do both. I'm, I'm great. I mean, to be honest, Charlie, this is greedy. New, it's greedy. This is new territory to everyone at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. We're not used to it. We're not um, used to turning on, a, you know, looking forward to watching us play Crystal Palace away. Um, I don't want to like jinx that. anything at all, so I'm not going to. But I was speaking in the group chat with the boys earlier. Yeah. Now, on the great Dimitri Payet season off the back of that going into the London Stadium with Billich and we got Europa. Mm. Um, that season felt magical because obviously it's the everything that was just about the buzz of the last season. I think as a team, we have a stronger team now than we yeah. did then. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We don't have that talisman player. Mm. But we still have we I'd say but I'd say one talisman player is different to having five, six important players. Yeah. Also in the group chat we said I don't know who our most important player is. We've got Fabianski at the back. I think he's been extremely underrated, very rated, but extremely, uh, extremely um, pivotal, but also yeah. very rated. You know. Um, yeah. Then we have uh, Dawson. What's happened there? Then? I don't know how that's happened, but exactly, yeah. great. Um, Ogbonna, Rice, Suchek, One of my like must be the signing of the season of or yeah. be up there. Um, and then Antonio, hit and miss, but. In comparison, like he, he Antonio, I think is the best worst footballer in the Premier League. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, has such a, he has ability sometimes, but such a lack of ability. Yeah, but so important for like how his brain works. He pulls other players in. He makes other mm. people play better. And even though he misses a sitter like today, um, and then he hits the post twice, and he's not always like the top goal scorer. His strength, his efficiency, his hold up play sometimes. Uh, how he harrows and keeps running. It's, yeah. That's what you can ever ask for when you're like a lone strike up top. Yeah. But no, the point I, I was trying to make is I think that if we do manage to get to top seven, we are more set to go to Europa and not be knocked out yeah. by a team like Astragugu, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where we can actually have a team where we get maybe three good signings. I, yeah. I would believe maybe, well, 100% a left back, um, a centre mid for like rotation and a striker, yeah. 
Yeah. And we're doing all right. We won't win Europa, but we'll do all right. Like we yeah. might actually be able to go to like a nice country and have a little bit of sun. Well, that was the thing. That was the thing. Someone was saying, "Who would you want?" And obviously, the you know, I love the way we're sort of like considering like we're always sort of get to 40 points now we're thinking who the fuck we're going to play in the europa league like you know it's like <laughs> you should have played it's like oh you know i think i think gio on hammer's chat was just now was saying oh i want to go to somewhere where you have to get like two coaches a horse and cart to get there you know not like a nice little easy jet flight to, to barcelona or, or uh, you know espanol but yeah he was like fair enough but uh i agree about the whole piet season to this season this season doesn't this this team to me never wants to give up when they're three one down, two one, you know they they conceded. You know West Ham of old would have conceded like tonight's t- classic example. Two two three minutes, Saha scores. We go yeah. Six minutes later, we score. You know it's like I believe just... we were going to come back as well. I wasn't bothered yeah. when Zaha scored. No. I was more fuming for Moyes because of the the, the whole uh, Zaha Moyes yeah. debacle. Yeah, like just oh, fuck <laughs> no, anyone but Zaha for Moyes, just for Moyes, man. Yeah, but, I feel uh, so bad for him. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Moyes fan. I'm a huge Moyes fan. I was really sad when he went the first time, um, but when he came back, I thought. I hope you do well because this could be really embarrassing for you. Um, yeah. But I think all the respect to him, um, he's not a rated manager as as of um, as a whole. He was for his uh, Everton per- uh, period of time, that era. Mm. You couldn't say a bad word. Very, very great team. Then you had Manchester United. He was set up to fail um, yeah. with that. He needed probably another four years or something. Definitely. Um, then everything else that happened since then was a bit of a downward trajectory for him. But I'm really hoping that this is the up for him. I think Pellegrini was a high pedigree level of manager, but um, mainly by name, you know? I don't really think by what he actually brought. I think we had a a good impact at the start when he came, but became really predictable. I think we play way better football right now with Moyes than we ever did with Pellegrini. Definitely. That's just my own honest opinion. And I think I really like Moyes as a character. I'd love to actually have a sit down and have an interview with Moyes at some period of time because I think uh, getting to know Moyes on a more personal level as opposed to PR press uh, would be a really interesting mm. experience because I think he's well versed in <laughs> the industry that he works in, yeah. uh, but also just seems like a genuinely sound and humble bloke, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And, and particularly during lockdown and stuff, you know, the first one he was doing all the you know, no press around him doing all the, you know, food runs and stuff like that. He, he does seem like a, you know, like a hardworking bloke and, he, and he's basically got that work ethic throughout the whole team. It seems now. Um, and the back from staff. Well. How many times have you watched like from preseason? We've always been crap during preseason, haven't yeah. we? Like, yeah. uh, for as long as, it, as, as they've been televised, we've always been crap, but like, as far as like preseason, I look bloody hell. I've got these like, People from New Zealand running rings around Premier League players. What's happened here? You know, uh, I, don't, I sat there like this isn't right, but it's okay because it's pre-season. Like they're just taking it easy. It's fine. Yeah. But even from like pre-season, like any period of time, like from the Moyes era, like now we look fit. Declan mm. Rice looks like a, he's twenty-two years old, man. Unit, man. Like, Unit. He's two years younger than me. No, it's crazy, isn't it? He can walk faster than me, like that guy's a bloody machine. But everyone else, like up, down, up, down, fast, fit, mentally, look like they're locked on. Like you said, like we could go one goal down, and I still believe that we'll probably pull it back, even yeah. if it is City, even if it is Liverpool. It's more when it goes down to the two goals in fifteen minutes. You're like, oh, we've just created an absolute night. Well, even even the Tottenham game last season, isn't it? Even when we we're down three 0 you know, after fifteen minutes and still came back, you know, there's. 
there's a real resilience with that team and it's 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 nice to see and it's like you know obviously we we do a lot of, obviously go on all the other youtube channels and all the west Ham, and there's just a real buzz around west Ham at the moment you know everyone yeah. seems really and it's like could you imagine like if you know if we flipped the coin and, and we were like i don't know battling relegation at the moment in the middle of a lock like winter lockdown it's like oh, God. don't think west ham fans need any more depression in their lives <laughs> now no. I, think, I, think, I think this this is good karma for west ham where we are right now in life in general i think we, yeah. we've needed this as a club I we think, have um, yeah right with um with west ham in general like for as long as i do remember with the whole yo-yoing between prem and uh and the championship is definitely not being an easy ride but i attribute like how i feel about west ham as a club entirely to david moyes right now yeah like i think declan rice being one of my favorite players um because i think he just seems like a very charismatic it's the, the person off the pitch as well you know mm, um definitely. whereas my the most in love i ever was with west ham bar when i was like a child and football was everything i used to run around in a little vest which i wrote to canio on it um but Pyre era was when I felt most enthused by football. I just loved mm. when he received the ball every time. Every time I got a free kick, I'd be like on the edge of my seat. Kind of that's like for me, that's football, you know. Like that's yeah. the feeling. And when Pyatt left, and then the board just seemed to PR issue after PR issue, and it just squad seemed to capitulate. Pellegrini mm. going down the shitter. Everything seemed like an absolute. Seemed like the end of the bloody world. I yeah. literally sat there and I was like. I don't care about West Ham right now. I just, I don't care. Like, there's no yeah. point. But since Moyes returned, very, very quickly from Moyes returning, I was like, okay, I'm, it's piqued my interest again. And maybe yeah. that makes me a little bit of a fake fan, so to speak, but you don't like seeing your team lose, but it's the it's the fashion in which you do it, you know? And for me, it felt everything about the club felt sour. It was like, the fans aren't enjoying the football. Mm. Players don't seem to be enjoying the football. Uh, and everyone hates the bloody board. So, and the board don't seem to be helping anything either. So it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, why are you saying these stupid things? And then everything seems like a conspiracy on Twitter. Ah, oh, nightmare. So I just, yeah. I try and stay away from it. So like, I've, I've stayed away from West Ham content for a while, like quite a while, because I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to get too angry and frustrated. I don't want to become too invested because like we said, I'm trying to focus on more stuff myself and I love West Ham. <laughs> so if I start getting too into it, I'll be like, ah, I don't have to make a music video or anything. I don't have to film anything. I just want to, watch Declan Rice clamp someone in the middle of yeah. the park you know and, that's, and I think I think everyone's everyone felt that's saying there was you know there was there was you know a split in the fan base and stuff and it's incredible if you know how a half a season has, has changed people's perceptions in my you know there's 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 more unity in terms of the in terms of the team it's more unity in terms of the fan base it's nice to see. It is nice to see. It's nice when you know that there's eleven players on the pitch who are all going to put their ass in there, and you know, ass in, they've got heart in, <laughs> put their ass in if they want to. Well, they do afterwards is up to them. But in we terms of yeah, put, put their heart in a game, you know, and it's that doesn't happen happen for a long time. Um, I think I think you know that that obviously that that Piet season was a phenomenal season. Um, I was going to say, part of me thinks, you know, if if Pyatt wasn't wasn't there as a one as as a spearhead, would we have had such a such a good season? Probably not. Not a chance. Not a chance. Probably he not. made he made Noble look like Perlo. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was his best game. Noble, best Noble's ever. best season ever. You know, and he yeah. was incredible. But I think that's what Bilic was saying in an interview. Um, the magic of Pyatt necessarily isn't just because of how good he is on the ball. You've got loads of technical players like Zaha himself. He's a great player on the ball. Yeah. You know, 
but it's not Payet because Payet makes people play better. Yeah. You know, everyone was comfortable. Everyone gave the ball, and it, it because we then became a little bit. I wouldn't say predictable, but you knew that you're coming up against Payet, and Payet is the thing, the main player. You suddenly you're pulling two people to go and mark Payet, which leaves one person unmarked. Yeah. You know, and these are also mm. professional footballers. Like they're not stupid. Like you know that if Payet has two or three, do you remember the Middlesbrough guy and he did it by himself? Now imagine yeah. if he had three people, then that means we've actually got three people in the middle of the park or out wide, which aren't just standard footballers. Just, you know? just standing there. Yeah, but but yeah, just just having a magical player like that, I'd love to see that again. I'd love to feel that way when one player gets. I'm hoping it to be Ben Rama. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm yet to see it, although I think he's a great player. Like, yeah. I, just, I don't think yet Dimmy level, but not yeah. no, not I yet. I don't think so. Player, you know? But um, what I think about what I think about Benny is he seems like every game there's there's a there's a stark improvement. Um, he's he's like. You know, when we first, I remember that, that that Leeds game where he was shooting everywhere. You know, literally, it was like, you know, he had like a free, just anytime he had a ball within the half, he was shooting. Like mm-hmm. today, particularly, there's a few times where he could have gone for the shot and actually laid in someone. It might have been Antonio, he overhit the pass. It might have been, uh, I think it was Sue Fowl, and he just and he couldn't get the couldn't get away. You know, couldn't get out of his feet. So I think it's it's he needs a goal. He just needs a goal. That's oh, what he, he needs. needs a, he understands he needs a goal. But I think Benny is like the kind of player where you look at him and you think you've got something really about you. You know, yeah. you don't look at Antonio and think you've got something about you. You just think bloody hell, you've just steam trained that bastard yeah. and you're in on goal kind of thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you love him but i love antonio so he's probably one of my favorite players if not my favorite for like i said character for me as well is a big thing he's got such a great personality yeah um but with benny i think um when you saw like all the everyone watches like the the, the show reels like the skill highlights whatever but even yeah. when you watched uh, Brent, uh, Brent play um benny was given the license to do that there because he was like a level above if you get what i mean whereas i think moyes doesn't want that um he wants him to play the way he wants him to play for the team and i think we're probably just going to be going through uh an adjustment period for a player like benny so that he can play the way that moyes wants and then when the moments are right he can also because he still does his skills and stuff he still does it but it's over complicating it and ironing that out to the way that moyes wants Mm -hmm. him to play you know which i think is going to be like really a test of a of a player's ego um Mm but also a test of how adaptable they are, which at the top level you have to be, you know, got to be, yeah, you got to. And, and I mean, he, and I, I, I use this verb, uh, you know, to moisify, to moisify a player. And he, he's done that several times, you know, Varnasovic and Cresswell and Masuaku and Antonio and Fornaus. And I think Benny's the next one to be moisified, as you said, there's a, there's a, there's, there's no, there's no denying his, his technical ability. You know, when he gets the ball, things that are going to happen is exciting. And for West Ham fans, we like to have a player who can do that. We've always had this mesmeric player. And I think, as you said, just roughing those edges a little bit of that diamond. And um, yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a good, well, it looks like we're going to, looks like we're paying him anyway. He's got to do it, man. But if we took, if we went back to that little boy with his teeth, with his vest on with Decanio, yeah. Why, why West Ham? What's what's why are you a West Ham fan, Charlie? Why am I a West Ham fan? Yeah. All right, um, I'm a West Ham fan because of I'd I would probably say he's like my uh, he's not my adopted dad because he's not he didn't adopt me. He's 
family friend, but he was like my father figure growing up, Andy cool. Ellis. Um, so Andy, I used to go to the games with him as a kid. So I think my earliest memory of a West Ham game was Rushton and Diamonds. Cool. But before that, um, obviously, my dad was out the picture when I was uh, conceived. Not when I was conceived, but after I was conceived, then my dad was out of the picture. That would be very confusing. But um, my dad was then out of the picture when I was born. um, And my dad's a Spurs fan. Thank God. Um, um, (laughs) So Andy literally just whacked me in a Dagenham Motors West Ham shirt. And that was, I've got a picture of me somewhere. I'll find it if you'll DM it to you at some point. But uh, it was just a picture of me as a little baby in a Dagenham Motors thing. And then ever since then, he's just been like, no. Because he's got two daughters and they're both West Ham fans as well. Sure. But I think mostly the only like boy child um, that was in there was just like, yeah, you're a West Ham fan now, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in there. And then I used to go to the games uh, with him um, at Upton Park and we used to sit right next to the tunnel, like literally right next to the tunnel. So I've, I have memories of of like Allardyce <laughs> screaming at people. <laughs> and I, I remember because when you're that close, you can actually hear. So I remember yeah. him uh, saying... He was chat shit about Guy Demel once, and he was like, "Fuck it, you know, he's so angry." I was just like, <laughs> That's how he goes, like "What are you talking about your players, mate?" But yeah, I've got great memories of that. But yeah, great times, great times. Well, that's, that's and that, and nowadays, and nowadays, you can just switch the crowd noise off and hear them all shout anyway, which is great. Just I, like I like to listen to it without the crowd sound because yeah, I like man. hearing it. I'm not really a big UFC or MME. Uh, MME, definitely MME. not that. Uh, MME one, yeah. fan. <laughs> MMA fan. But um, on the occasional fight that I would watch with my mates yeah. or even like a highlight, I find it so interesting because then you can hear the the corner like clearly, like at yeah. all times. And I find that interesting because I was very big on like sports psychology stuff. I found mm. that just very interesting in general. And being able to hear how people talk to each other, like Antonio uh, put it wide um, and someone, don't know who it was, said uh like don't give up so it's like that kind of obviously i play sunday league all the time so like i'm yeah. used to it and everyone depends what level you're at and doesn't even matter like you talk to each other on the pitch but even at the highest level like that kind of like pos- positive reinforcement it's really interesting to see don't know why yeah. i just went into a crazy speech no, about that but we do that. I find we it so it's a kind of yeah this these, these, these take us to funny places these episodes but <laughs> you're right i mean for me um it's 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 when you're there and you listen, as you said, it's 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 something special about listening to players and, and how the managers react and stuff like that. And and that's one thing about Moise and and the backroom staff is they're all loud. They're all loud, and literally you can just hear them the whole the whole game. You know, sometimes when I pop my head out, like when I was when I'm when at the stadium, pop my head out and I listen to them. And like I remember, we played we played Villa this season, and when it all kicked off on the sideline between like our oh, one of our staff and John Terry. And literally, you could hear from the because my box is right at the top of the stadium, and I could hear just because it was right by the tunnel. You could hear John Terry and this bloke just having it out, literally having it. It was so funny, honestly. Yeah. And all the journeys are there, just like typing away, literally word for word. Yeah, what was being said, <laughs> so funny. But is it, I, I I love hearing all the all the noise and hearing the players and hearing seeing you know like Oggy and, and someone like Craig Dawson who's just come in and just. He's only been like half a dozen games, and he's the, he's shouting everyone around and stuff. And it's like he's a command. Man. He's a commanding uh, enforcer. Like yeah, and I say I played uh, I played for Thames Ironworks, the Sunday League team. But sure. we had a player who is he's in his forties now, but called Wayne. Um, he's friends with Nicky Hawkins and all that lot. Uh, yeah. But he just came in, and well, I, I used to call him Dad. Like he's just he just 
it was very fun. But he, he's just an enforcer. But you know, when people just come in and they're like experienced, they've got a commanding aura about them. Yeah. They just no nonsense, just bam, done. That's what I used to do. And I was just saying to my mates earlier, as I said, uh, Dawson just reminds me of Wayne, or Wayne reminds me of Dawson. They're just the same kind of player, just no nonsense, straight head through the ball, done, dusted, keep it safe, keep it cushy. It's what you need, though. I think you have to have that, that sort of admit that, you know, as much as it's great to have a, a ball playing centre half and stuff like that, you need someone like a GP or or someone like Craig Dawson who's just going to put their, or Wayne, who's just going to put their head through the ball and doesn't matter where they where, where the ball is, is, is the head's going through it. You know what I mean? It's, we love that. We love that sort of like, you know, that oh, yeah. Bonds type, you know, like blood on his, like Terry Butcher, like blood on his, you know, the yeah. bandage and stuff like that. No, it's great. No, it's I think that's good. one thing about Declan Rice that I really enjoyed is that yes. he, like, he's a captain now, but when he first came in, um, and you could see, obviously he'd be nervous, he's human, but there was like a commanding nature, like the way he look around, be pointing to people to move around to do yeah. those kind of things. Um, telling like fullbacks wingers where he wants and obviously now he does it a lot more in an experienced manner but he did it so much at the beginning as well where i was just like if he doesn't get snapped up i'll be surprised but if he stays he could be a very pivotal member uh of this club which now that he's captain well, Frank going in it as well. So that was that's that's one club I think he's not going to go to for a little while. Chelsea. So um, now Frank's gone. Do you reckon we should just get Mason Mount because then they could just be buddies together? That's it then, isn't it? That's it. That, that, that's, we've, that's just, we've already uh, one of the boys Billy said in our group chat. I said, "How funny is it that um, West Ham, after all these years, are the reason why Frank Lampard?" Got fired from Chelsea. <laughs> it's like the ultimate divine intervention. Like Carver's really got around. It's brilliant. I absolutely love it. And and I think, I mean, I remember seeing Deck when he was playing on the twenty threes because we used to do the games at the stadium. A few games like at the stadium um, for like you know quid or whatever to game. And he was like obviously playing centre back, and he was head and shoulders above everyone for, for that leadership quality. Because you don't get that. It's really, really, really. I remember talking to like Trevor Sinclair, like not not meant to name job, but me and Trevor Sinclair were talking, and he said that that is such an because he okay, he has a boys, he coaches loads of boys in sort of the like late teens, and that sort of. Uh, leadership quality is so rare amongst that age group. They're all individuals. They want to be flash. They want to be, you know, the the main man. Where where Deck had this sort of like, and I remember, I remember when he started. I remember when Pellegrini put him into the centre of defence and the centre, sorry, centre midfield as a CDM. We were like, what's going on? What? Oh, I love that. That's what? it. I love that. If someone puts Declan Rice at centre back, I'm pissed off. Yeah. Eric Dyer is a centre back who was playing yeah. CDM. De- no. Behave. No. He is a CDM. He is fast. He is strong. He's got a good forward thinking, and he also knows when to go forwards and also when to go wide. A centre back, yeah, has these qualities that they can do. I.e., like Maguire, John Stones, if they want to run out from back, if they want, yeah, yeah, fine. The technique that Declan Rice has is wasted at centre back because a centre back, yeah. I'd rather have someone like Dawson who will just win the tackle. Yeah, you know, give the ball out wide, give the yeah. ball to Declan because then they can yeah. do something going forwards. Why the it's so why would you true. want to put Declan Rice as centre back, man? Like he'll be a great centre back. Don't get me wrong, but why would you want oh, to do yeah. that? But you, you can, and that's what I that's what I said before. Like when he was there's obviously the Chelsea talk. It's like I'm being funny. Deck, you can go and buy a decent centre back for twenty million. 
No worries. It's, it's 10 a penny. You can go to Italy and get Koulibaly for 25 million or 28 million or whatever. You know, you can get these really, but you couldn't get a position that Dex playing now. And he's, and he's now, he's not even a CDM now. He's more, he's a, he is a CM now because he's, yeah. he's bringing that more into his game. He's got this little, this knuckleball sort of free kick he's trying to do as well. You know, there's, he's, he's trying, and it's I, I, don't, I think it's just script. I think we've just scraped the surface with him. I think there's a there's so much more in that as a player. But, um... I, I think I think so. Like not to jinx anything at all, but you know how you have club legends and stuff, and you have yeah. people like Noble will go down as a club legend for being so loyal and whatever. But I don't think Noble would have ever really been snapped up by the big dogs at any no. period yeah, of yeah. time, like to such a high demand. He could have gone to a big club on a one good season or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't ever th- think it. Yeah, like Scotty Parker, if he stayed, like that's the kind of level where I'd be like, okay, yeah, he's got yeah. something about him, you know. Um, but obviously he left. Um, Jermaine Defoe, these kind of like these are bigger names, but then they all went off. If Declan Rice does stay when he could go, it could be like that kind of more level, you know, like it very very early. But I'm saying like mm-hmm. the way that Bobby Moore was is that it's someone who's such a pivotal part of our our history that obviously representing England, winning yeah. and also doing it at a club level, great memories, obviously way before my time, but lots of history there. If sure. Declan Rice can't do it, if Declan Rice can do it for club and country, there's no reason why he can be that because I think it's more competitive now as well. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I, I agree. I, he's, <clears throat> he's, 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 you know, he's he's a very switched on boy, his, his old deck. And, you know, he knows that even with Mark, I mean, Mark plays a six, we give him down as a seven because mm. he's Mark Noble, you know, and and <clears throat> he knows the effect that, that West Ham, he could have on West Ham. He, he, he'd be a massive fish in a, in a small pond. But it could be a big pond, you know, if we finish, if we're in the Champions League next season. But, uh... <laughs> but that, that's what I think. Like, so say for example, you've got like the the whole like the bromance kind of thing between Mason Mount and Declan Rice. Declan Rice is is friends with people like Ethan, you know. So yeah, like, yeah. Um, so who I work with, my friend, but they message each other. But Declan's a very likable person. So when you yeah. have to kind of connect, and then he goes off to international duty, and he's making friends with all these people. If you're liked, then people will want to play with you, you know? Also, if you're playing really well as a club level, there's no reason that if you don't have a board that backs the manager, like then, and they invest, people will be like, oh, who's that knob? I don't want to go play with him, you know? Yeah, but they're yeah, like, oh, Becker's like, how is it over at West Ham? He's like, honestly, mate, it's really class, having a great time. Uh, he said, yeah, I've, my agent's just come with me, like with this deal or whatever, I'm thinking about it, whatever. Oh, it's however football works, there's m- way more to it. But it would make West Ham a more ideal club to move to that's that's a great money idea and that's a great shout Charlie. we don't really think about that you know we're always like concerned about keeping Declan Rice for us but actually him him as a marketing tool um for other you know young English because he'll be at England and he'll be there for a long time hopefully talking to Jude Bellingham talking to I'm not I'm just throwing names out Sancho yeah, sure. people like yeah and and that's how a lot of that's done that is true um I was talking to a guy yesterday who's um he's released a Declan Rice single he's a rapper called oh Deepart. yeah I, th- I think I saw Declan's put that on his Instagram yeah channel. so he had Deepart on the channel he, I think it'll be going out we'll go up after that before your your interview and um and and he's like Deck, like he did like an in- little Instagram live. You know, he's got about seven thousand followers, something like that. And Deck came on and was like, "Oh my god, I loved your, I loved it." And you know, he was like, "Oh my yeah. god, like he didn't have to do, 
and I was like, that's your, that's your, like, that's you, you're done there, and he said, yeah, yeah, I didn't think I was going to do it, it was all a giggle, and, you know, this is mental, and that's what I like about Deck, I just think it's so relatable, he's one of those guys, like, you know, after, after the game today, you'll, you'll be interviewed on the pitch, and if he's, if he's, if it's a good game, he'll be buzzing, same as us, if it's a crap game, he'll be down in the dumps like we are, he's just honest, and I think it's, it's something about that in football, you know, football's, to me, as you talk about, you know, you talk about characters and stuff like that, I think the game's lost so many characters, particularly. I mean, you know, you, you look at look at the sort of the the West Ham's of old, for example, the John Moncurs, the Canios, people like that. You don't get them in the game anymore. And Declan is just a very honest guy, and he's a personality, and uh, we need to cherish that, and hopefully in the claret and blue for many many years. Mate, <laughs> you know right. when you know when things are like on the on the tipping scales. Yeah, yeah, we had that at the the pirate season um yes. going into the london stadium and we fucked it and that was boring. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so th- if this is out going in favor and that's going there going wrong we went boom like that yeah, yeah. Pyatt left as a result of no good signings came through yeah, yeah. Lost yeah, momentum yeah. There. i feel like we're we're here now it can i go agree right now it, it, it's a great time for the club but it can easily go all shit. it can also yeah. go great you know yeah. and i think if you think about it we finish this is hypothetical we finish anywhere but i don't think we're finishing top four there's no chance no. but unless we just win everything but it's just we are the big bastard hammers but if we finish yeah. fifth to eighth great season great yeah. season pull in two new players or something if we manage to go anywhere between fifth or sixth we've got europa so we need to prepare for that yeah. momentum is also on our side we make good signings like good signings yeah. then that makes us for the next season if we still have Declan Rice to talk about those bigger signings do you get what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to win it next season if we met if we get it here. it's just not going to happen we don't have the squad depth we don't have the yeah. we don't have the players we don't have like stars you know like those are the Arsenal's those are the Chelsea's those are the Dortmund's those are like the Europa League winners going mm. into Champions Leagues that's you know how we were like Premier League to Championship yo-yo that, yeah. that's those are the Championship uh, uh Champions League to Europa yeah, League, yeah, yeah. You know? different level we're not yeah. there and i don't no. know if i'm ever we're ever going to make it in our lifetime or my lifetime or your lifetime i don't know but you do never know and we're at no. the, the tipping scales that if things go our way and we can keep declan rice we add to that we will get other players like suchek what a signing yeah that's gonna happen but very important he could play at a high level you know easily easily but that, those are the players you know we need we need just to continue to build on that because the squad we've got right now is a Europa League finishing, as in like we yes. can finish yeah. in top yeah. eight. Like we like if we hit eight, we don't get it. But like that's like that kind of like the top level, you know? Yeah. Right now. It is. And I and I, I, t- I totally agree. We're it's and that's why I think we are at this sort of like tipping point, I think, at the moment this season. It's like we don't know, you know, it's, it's still a typical West Ham. We'll be we're fourth in the league, whatever. Someone put on Twitter five points to go. <laughs> you know, five points. Get <laughs> Let's just get those five points first because we, we've, we've, you know, it'd be, you know, you know, West Ham will we'll end up fucking it up like that. But um, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It is. It, there does seem to be some momentum building. You know, I've I've likened it to, you know, when like a, a player signs for like a 200 grand a week contract for, for Newcastle or, or Newcastle, Man United or Man City or something like that. They go, oh, I joined because of the project. And uh, this is a project. West Ham sound feels like a project. It feels mm-hmm. like Moises 
And I think with Pellegrini, it was almost like we bought a beautiful, you know, like beautiful apartment, beautiful, but the foundations of the building were shit. So it was always going to crumble. Here, it looks like Moyes is building these floor by floor. floor Moyes by is a country floor. home. Yes. Pellegrini, yes. Pellegrini is where I am right now. There's mold in the master bedroom. We've got a leak in the kitchen. My 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 washing machine in my bathroom, the cupboard doesn't close past it. It's a new build, lovely view, but it's not Beautiful. built right. Foundations aren't there. I want a country home with better inter internet than what a country home can offer me. But yeah. Yeah. That's about I to say, yeah, because you've probably got quite good internet where you are. The, the internet's class here, but, but that's, that's, that's part of the reason why you're there, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Isn't it the best internet in the country? I think it's one of the fastest. I think it's one of the fastest speeds in the country where you are at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a gig, uh, a gig upload, so I can upload the podcast in about like six minutes or something. Yes. It's like an hour and a half. It's, so yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. I went home for Christmas and I, I tried to upload uh, something onto Unlisted. It was like a five-minute video. It took me forty-five minutes. I was like, oh, I can't live like this. I need to go home. I need to go back to my flat. I can't live like this. It's a first-world problem for sure, but hey, it's such a luxury that you're so happy to yeah. have. Yeah yeah no no i know it's got yeah I'm, i believe it's got the best internet in the country mm. um best download speed i believe anyway let's talk about your hammers 11 because we talked about loads of good loads of good players and yes, yes. we're all gonna we're gonna talk about wall again in a minute okay so everyone we've had on the channel bar three people harry redknapp ian bishop and nigel rear coker um randomly uh have given it their hammers 11 so the idea is everyone we get on the channel um you give you 11 it can be whatever criteria you, you want it based on but the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play so obviously if you're doing your bet your dream 11 you'd have bobby moore and stuff but you may never saw him so why should we put them in you know that's that's the idea yes, sir. and you can play whatever formation you like as well i'm not not fussed with formation or whatever to fit everyone yeah. in sometimes you have to be a little bit you know to be All a bit right. little bit you know I've had, I've had tevez at left back once to get him in the team and, and various others so yeah he really, he really we've enough. just been ripped a new one yeah <laughs> <laughs> needed let tevez in his team right so we'll start off between the sticks between yes, the, sticks. The, the, the the you know the the number one who's the number one for the charlie 11. so i wanted to go fabianski because he he, he just makes me so happy but i feel like i have one player from our current 11 in my ultimate team so i don't want to do that i don't want to sure. i'll just there was only one person um so i've gone for shaka hislop oh. um now hislop for me was like what <laughs> just just makes me laugh man like, like I don't know. he makes me smile he just makes like... me smile he's from he's from trinidad and tobago right shaka yeah. Hislop, yeah um and i don't know i just have you know when you like you have like periods of time when you grow up and you're like you love certain positions so you like yeah. oh, i love i love strikers so you like you love strikers i had a period of, of my life where i loved um i love goalkeepers yeah. um so i love bartez i love jersey dudek uh but jersey dudek great yeah, shout <laughs> what a lad um but obviously like david seaman as well but there's Stephen Bywater was one which just he was at the downfall of my my keepers. I think I was having enough of keepers at that point. Uh, him and David James, they used to piss me off. Um, but Shaka Hislop, I remember I had the the green kit with the elbow yeah. pads. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, you know, you just wear the kit and you feel like one with the player. I, I, I don't, I can't, I can't even give you a specific memory of what Hislop ever did apart from. 
one sad memory. But um, yeah, yeah. But I just Hislop is in my eleven. It just big up Shaka. I love him. I love him. We've had him on the channel. He's he's a top bloke. Honestly, he's so <laughs> sweet and so lovely. And I always had this affection with him. And I, when, we, when we interviewed him, I said, "Oh, do you know?" Because I used to live in there, and he used to live in there, and. And I said, do you know what, Shaka? And I know that every Friday you'd go to Safeways and do you do your Friday big shop with your wife. And he went, how did you how did you remember that? I said, because I, I I was literally on the tills, and I remember every Friday I was I'd always change my shifts to about five o'clock or whatever. No so way. I was after school, and he would come every Friday, and you'd see him because he was so tall, his head would be over the uh, would be over the sort of the aisles in Loughton. Yeah, it was funny. That's so cute so cool nine times out of ten he'd come to our come to my uh my till there's him and uh samasi abu samasi abu do you remember samasi abu With no i actually don't i'll be honest crazy eyes that might have been a little bit before your time um yeah because it was probably more uh yeah samasi abu check him out He's brilliant he was so funny he was around the john artson era it's about 97 I want to say um crazy one guy. year old yeah. He, yeah he was he was one year old at the time so i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't explain but yeah uh, but, but shaka is that was yeah i mean the i, I love shaka he was yeah. such a talk, cool he was just a cool dude he was so lovely we interviewed him he was actually i think he was in like june or july and it was he lives in um east coast and he and it was absolutely boiling and he, ac would you know because obviously everyone in america has fucking ac rather than us um well, you probably have ac where you are to be honest Mate, um, I, don't, I, I actually don't i don't I, I, I did not have ac in that building i don't know um summer's a nightmare in a glass building it's awful <laughs> oh god that's that is proper first world problem isn't it oh yeah it is it is it first world, but i have to I have to stand in the shower for like an hour because it, it literally is unlivable I suppose you get it from every angle, so to speak. You know, in this building's of... not as bad. When I was living with Ethan in North Greenwich, the whole building was yeah. completely glass. Um, and then my bedroom was on uh rising sun side, and then also sunset side was on the living room. So the whole su- the sun was on the bit on our apartment for the whole day. Whereas this one, sun rises on the opposite side of here. Uh, yeah. yes opposite side and sets here so it's cooler so here's okay like yeah. summer here wasn't awful it was a bit hot but it wasn't awful oh wow yeah. <laughs> sorry don't know why i had to go to that as you were I saying you need to shack is up yeah we'll put, yeah. We'll put Shaka in right um let's go into defense who's your first defender i'll just say who's your first defender all right i'm going for, I'm, i've stuck to essentially at positions um okay. i've gone for like a either a four two three one or four five one uh, I was gonna go four four fucking two, but I, I decided that I, I don't I don't want to put two strikers. You um, might back. <laughs> so right back, um, I've gone for Glenn Johnson. Um, Glenn Johnson. So for me, I thought fullbacks in my lifetime um, have always been so lacking in like ability. Yeah. In my opinion, not to offend anyone, if there has been a fullback on the podcast, but um, we've had a few. <laughs> I don't think they've been around. Mm, one's been around for your time fullback, but yeah. you, know, you might say him for the left backs as well. Right. Um, carry on, yeah. Mate. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think he was possibly, probably like, in my opinion, in my like head from my memory, our best like right back that we had. Um, just technical, yep. fast, intelligent, um, strange haircuts occasionally, it's partial to the odd, odd trim, yes. but uh yeah very very class player all round that obviously played up beyond us but yeah 
shame that I, I remember when he left it was a shame because I thought he was actually like a, a very good player for us you know but I'd say I, I'd, I'd be more than confident to say Glenn, Glenn Johnson for that because yeah I think he was, he was part of that period wasn't he where, where, where we had this sort of quite an unenviable an enviable for other clubs procession of young players and and he came on and it was like oh my god when how long's he got you know because he was that good he just stood out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. um nowadays it's, it seems we you know there seems to be a lot more sort of I wouldn't say outstanding youth players coming through, but ones that are doing adequately in the first, you know, so like Ben Johnson's doing well at the moment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning of the season, we had like Ashby and Alessi and a few others who were sort of getting into the first team during the Carabao Cup. Mm -hmm. Um, But Glenn Johnson was, yeah, he was, a. I think he only played like, less than like 20 games for us i think it's something ridiculous yeah. like that but he, was, he made such an impact and you said that, that the fullback particularly right back until recently i'd say has always been a, a troublesome position in in recent years that's a nice way to say it sorry to talk about recent times i know we're doing like 11 how good is he so far amazing isn't he oh my gosh oh my gosh i wish he had like a yard of extra pace because then he'd be perfect you know, that's a great shout that's a great shout that yard of extra pace but you know i just think he's what i like about him is and I, and I I mentioned it once, then someone laughed it, so I, I say it most times now. So what I love about him is is him on his Instagram. He, so like, if you go on his Instagram now, there'll be a picture of him and Thomas Suchek, like arm arm and arm on the pitch. He takes it's almost like he's a competition winner, and that's what he does. It's like <laughs> he's so happy. He's I, so I reckon happy. Ryan Frederick's uh, parents and Sufal's parents should do yes. Um yes. and then and then they can match off and then test their two offspring with each other because the only redeeming quality about right fredericks is footballing ability i think it's his pace you know yeah Yeah, i think he's a good player but so far like as a defender yeah way above he's got an incredible cross on him hasn't he could only dream of being able to whip a ball in like that most of my balls go off the pitch (laughs) but that's what i mean that's that's an episode of why swap i think e4 needs a commission yeah, um, should, we, should we like commission that? Should we ask? I'll have words because I've had enough of watching my wife's watching what does she watch? Australian Married at First Sight. Oh, oh no, get the Fredericks and Sufal family, to yeah, that's what we want. Collab, <laughs> that's a strange collab, <laughs> yeah. There'll be like a lot of potato salad, um, because yeah. you know they like because he likes potato salad, same as Suja. I mean, they both eat a lot of potato salad, and I'm sure yeah. Ryan Fredericks would have a you know quite an interesting, um, yeah. I think it's 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 it's, it's, it's right in itself, to be honest. Um, but yeah, but Glenn Johnson anyway. Yeah, um, no, I think yeah. Also, I think what I like about Suchek and and you said and Sufal and stuff like that is, you know, very very rarely we'll buy a player where we can make a profit. I'm not saying we're going to sell him, but if you sold, I think you what did I Sufal for was it four or five million something like that. You could buy him. But you could sell him fifteen million, no problems tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like the pirate thing as well. Like yeah, make profit off it as well. But he was the whole world was watching. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Was. Wait, that was a little bit of a different case. It's Declan Rice, we sell him. We, regardless of anything, we send for fifteen pound fifty, make a profit. But exactly, um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think there aren't many players like Lanzini. Probably would have been able to make a profit off two years ago or something. Whereas yeah. still make we got him cheap though, right? We got him cheap, cheap. We got him really cheap because we had him on loan with a guaranteed. And and if if what you know rumors oh, are meant to be right. believed that Jesse Lingard's coming in, he may well he may well all be signed by the time this this video goes out. Then 
make sure you put like a sell, you know, a buy a buy on clause, you know, because if he does end up really good, and then you can buy him for peanuts rather than having to buy him for an exaggerated number of money. And that's what we did with um with Lanzini. We we paid not a lot at all for him. I don't think a few what million. Do, I think it was. Yeah. What do you think about the whole um about Lingard? Um, Jesse Lingard. I think he is as a person. Um, and 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 the thing is, I trust Moyes now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think. Do you think, do you think uh, that would be a, a, like a genuinely a, a Moyes move? I think so. I do because I think he he he's. <clears throat> I think with Moyes, I think you know what benefits has Jesse Lingard got as a commodity if it wasn't a Moyes purchase. Do you know what I mean? There, there, there is some marketing value. I'll give you that. There is some marketing, social media value behind it. You know, we're we're distracted away from West Ham and stuff. But, you know, from a marketing perspective, yeah, he's 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 marketable. He has a good social media presence and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. a social media presence. If he's good, I don't know. It's, it's, it's up to people's opinion of that. But I, I think it. he, as a player, uh, the fact that he's cup tied as well is useful because uh-huh. it means that he can play the Premier League games. And it might mean, you know, and and I think it's good to freshen up competition. Um, we, we've, all, we've all been saying, you know, like I always touch with what I say, but we've all been saying we are very lucky in the fact that, you know, Suchek, uh, Declan Rice has played every minute of every Premier League game or something like that, you know, so... We've that's we've run our luck a little bit. We haven't got a real good backup, you know. Not, mm. There's no respect to Mark, but he's not a backup there anymore. Yeah. He's a 15 minute man at the end of the game to tie it up. But I think Jesse Lingard, you know, something to prove as well. If it's on loan, there's not really, you know, it's yeah, it's wages involved, but we'll see. And if it, you know, if it means also we have to tie up Ben Rama to get that spare domestic loan place to then give him the confidence that you know we're, we're spending 28, whether it's 30 million on him, then. We'll see, but clearly that's 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 that's, that's what's happening, isn't it? That's what's going to happen by the looks of it. Um, yeah. So, 100%. I think that'll be an interesting thing because for me, the issue with Lingard is more about the the personality. Yeah, um, sure. Where I don't know whether that will clash with the harmony which we seem to have as a team already. But I don't think he's like a big ego. I just think he's like a loud and obviously, definitely, there's a level of arrogance that comes with him. But I don't know him personally to make that judgment. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. but I'd be intrigued to see how I think he's very, very much so a confidence-based player that if he feels comfortable and yes. confident around the team, he will probably perform quite well. Yes. But it's a bit of a meme though, Jesse Lingard. Like the, the whole like the name itself, like because of his personality online. So I kind yeah. of would hope that he'd come into the team, be serious. Obviously, he's a professional, so he should be serious to a level. That's my Siri thinking I'm yes, Siri. <laughs> uh, I love Siri sometimes. Um, but I think there'll be a level um, that he could reach because he had a great run, didn't he? And then it just all dried yeah. up and just got dropped. Yeah, I think he had, he had, he had, I think his mum had a lot of problems and illness and stuff like that, and that affected him mentally and stuff. So um, oh, look, it's one of those things where in Moyes we trust, you know, and I think he, you know, uh, if anything, you know, they wouldn't bring in a loan signing and having to the, – the, the pieces they've had to move to get this to happen, if it happens, i.e. whack down 28 million or whatever it is for, for Ben Rama today, rather than the end of the season. Yeah, no yeah. one wants to spend 28 million pounds now, rather than in six months time. Especially not David Sullivan. Well, yeah, exactly. So to anyone really, you've any money in their pocket and in the, yeah. the world, the pandemic win at the moment. So having to do that to then get a loan deal, there's, there's, you know, 
Moises had to go on and persuade that to happen. In my in my opinion, that's that's the way I see it. Because I hope so. Yeah, and I'm also why did second run? He's got more. Yeah, and I think I think you know, and I think when he was at Man United, I think he actually loaned him out. I think he didn't ever actually played under David Moyes, um, but he obviously saw enough to loan loan him out to get experience. Anyway, Glenn Johnson. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Glenn, Glenn Johnson. Um, <laughs> love Glenn Johnson. Go on, go. Who's, who's gonna be next? Go on, because like, next uh, one, sorry, that's uh, Next one, Rio Ferdinand at centre back. Um, Rio, 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 Rio. I don't have to really say much about that. I think the caliber of player that he became, um, just, just so bloody amazing. Like for me, like as a as a like growing up and stuff the other people who I hold in the same like caliber yeah. for the same kind of era are um <laughs> maybe glorified a little bit in my own brain like because I was a, as a kid and I idolized footballers a lot more but yeah. the player that Rio Ferdinand was I just thought that no one could beat him you know obviously yeah. they could but it's just when you when you look at this leadership his technical ability it's it's the name what your name becomes for me Ferdinand became a big name and I was like, wow. Definitely. And then obviously the fact that he went on uh, to United um, and to have the career that he had uh, just goes to show like the level of player he was. Just the same way that Rice could go on and have a career at a bigger club, so to speak. Mm. You know? No, I agree. I agree. And I think with Rio, he, he was just such a... I mean, he came in, he had all this... There was just so much about him and stuff. And everyone was like... He was so like, you know... he. I remember when he, I think when he, I think he came on for Alvin Martin. I think that was his home debut, and he kicked. And everyone said, "Oh, this is going to be our new Bobby Moore." And you know, he, he puts in his autobiography, he thumped the ball into that row Z, and it was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is our cultured centre centre back." But he was brilliant. I just thought, and, you know, and I was watching. We, we were fortunate enough. We do these sort of appreciation nights. So we like pick someone like Trevor Sinclair or Trevor Morley or something like that. We do a whole show about him, and then we we did obviously see loads of clips and, and Rio was an amazing player amazing player for us hmm. um and i just I think he's go on you can make one no no you carry on you carry on no no i'm just gonna waffle on you go you know you you know oh, maybe was only waffle. i'm just gonna i was just gonna say the next one because i know I've, I've, yeah go on then let's go go on. let's okay. go, go, go to the next one we know rio uh, rio's rio <laughs> next one i've done is ogbonna um i think ogbonna for me uh, i've tried to mix like more of the old and the, uh, and the newer here so i've actually got two current team players apologies yeah. um but for me, I've done Ogbonna not because he's the name of what Rio Ferdinand was, not because he's the ability of what Rio Ferdinand was. It's because of uh, the passion, the professionalism, the loyalty, and also the determinism to uh, the determination to be able to uh, become one of the first names on the team sheet. When he mm -hmm. first came in, he got given his chance. Then it was always in and out, dipping between yeah. the the rotation of centre backs that we did have. Um, then when he He's, I feel like in this la from last season into this season, he was one of my hammer of the seasons last season. He's definitely one of them this season. Anyone who plays next to him seems solid. You've got Babwena. Yeah. For me, Babwena can come and go. You know, you've got Dawson. Now. Yeah. Fantastic. But if if maybe if Babwena, it, it doesn't matter because Obona would play well regardless of who was next to him and they would play okay as a result. You know, I think. If you have Babwena and Diop next to each other, it's a shit show. But if you have Ogbonna and Diop, Diop would be all right, you know. Mm. Diop for me is a bit is a big is a big shame. Like I, I yeah. when he first played, I thought it was a lot of potential. Um, yeah. 
like Jose Mourinho calling him a beast and everything, you know, like yeah. I, I, I could see it. I agreed with it. And then I just, something's not right. You know, I don't know what it is, but I, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Ogbonna. The memories as well. The he's big, beautiful, shiny head, whacking one into the, into the net. Oh, I love him. I love him. And his voice is so cute as well, man. Yeah. So cute. He just talks to you like, oh, what a man. Then he just headbutts it. Like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, but but I, th- I know you mean about Ogbonna. There was that interchangeable period, wasn't it? Where it was Diop, Balbuena, and Ogbonna. It was always two out of three, and yeah. no, and it was only and there was always two in form, one either injured or mm-hmm. not in form. Um, but now, as you said, it's Ogbonna plus one other, and that could be three three people. It could be. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's brilliant, and the fact that he gets, you know, I just think the fact that he's, you know, was he? I think he's touching on thirty now. Um, got back into the Italian squads. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking hell, that takes some balls, isn't it, to get back in the Italian squad and being not playing in the Serie A as well, which is yeah. uh, which is awesome. But yeah, we'll, we'll put a Bonner. Yeah, we'll I, I love him. I, I love him. Yeah, I think he's great, and he shouts a lot as well. I like players who shout a lot. He uh, shouts yeah. a lot. We like we don't like quiet players. All right, left back. Left yeah. back. Who's left back? <laughs> Joey O'Brien. Jerry O'Brien. Joey O'Brien, what a man. Yeah, I mean, if I were to go on, like, if I want to win a game, I'd probably go for Cresswell. Um, yeah. But uh, you know what? I think across, across our back four of Rio Ferdinand, Ogbonna and Glenn Johnson, uh, Joey O'Brien will be one of the boys. Like, he he will fight for he's all one of, of the those boys. He's one of the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's one that. of the boys. Uh, don't know about how quick he could get up and down the line. Don't really know about how strong he'll be in the tackle. He's not a, he's not a Sufal. He's not a Cresswell. Um, he's Joey O'Brien, though. Uh, I love he's him. Joey O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, he was all right. And, you know, he filled, he yeah, filled in a lot of gaps. He did all right. You know, when he I came from Bolton, weren't it? Filled in gaps. Like, like same like Guy Demel. Like, our back form, we had Joey O'Brien and Guy Demel on the other side. I'm like, oh, God, what's happening here? Do you know uh, what? Honestly, genuinely, Guy Demel is one of the nicest blokes I've spoken to on this channel. Really? Oh, oh, my God. He was. I don't beautiful. doubt it. He was a beautiful man, and he could—he just looks beautiful, and he can still do it. He was still like so, like he looked so trim, man. I was like, "You are really, yeah, still do a job, man. You can still do a job." But oh, yeah, Jerry O'Brien, sure. he would play a number of positions, wasn't he? And I remember because I think, well, I think Bolton, I think they bought him. He was like a central CDM, and they ended up playing him right back. And oh, I love players who can do that, but it's their own detriment, isn't it? I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think Milner is the ultimate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, jack of all trades you can play him anywhere yeah. whereas Joey O'Brien is a different level it's just like you need to play here because we've got better sentiments you know we, and we don't have a fullback so can you please play, play fullback whereas James Milner will be like we don't have a centre mid and you're good there can you go there we don't yeah. have a right back and you're good there can you go there please like we need yeah, to yeah. like Antonio Antonio is like also the jack of all trades but not the technical ability of James Milner but Antonio does it better than what Joey O'Brien does do you get what I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would, feel- I, I would I would personally pref- I would personally prefer Joey O'Brien at fullback than Antonio, but um, yes, but Antonio will probably be able to catch a lot more people coming back, you know. But that being yeah. said, Joey O'Brien is my left back because Joey he is O'Brien, people, he is an absolute hero. Um, so Fun. I've gone right wing. Yep. Uh, I'm just putting him here, but I'm going to Joe Cole. Joey Sorry. Cole, yes. Yeah. So Joe Cole, and I must emphasize first Joe Cole, not second Joe Cole. It must be generation. Yeah, yeah, no, it must be the first Joe Cole, the Joe Cole that uh, played for England with the red stripe down the side. Yes. The Joe Cole that 
blitzed past people. The Joe Cole that could whip one in. What, that Joe Cole, what yeah. a bloody player! He made me want to be left-footed. I don't know, and I don't know why. Like I just wanted to be different. Like he was so good. Like it wasn't even just because of anything. Like you know, when you look at a player and you're like, I wish I could just do this. Is that yeah. I would see him do things. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I want to just be left-footed for no reason. Like I just wanted to be it. Like no reason. I think he was smart. He was intelligent. He was a good player. He also had a bit of pace. And he seemed like when he was obviously playing for club and country, it was he was a good professional, like a very, very solid choice as a winger, you know. Yeah, and he was just like and I think that I think that first iteration, the first edition of Joe Cole was the truest edition of Joe Cole. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He was like he was like the night he was like a little kid and he could do little tricks and the you know the little Rabona things and the pirouettes and all that. He was doing Rabonas before they were in fashion. Yeah. You know, he was doing Penenka's penalties before they were in fashion and stuff. And no, he was the man when he was then. He, Chelsea ruined him. Yeah, which so, is such a shame. But then Chelsea do do that, but fuck Chelsea. Well, I just think it's like I think I think Man United ruined Rio. Really, not as yeah. not as the career he had, but like yeah. he, he he they took all the Rio ness out of Rio. You know, he would bump forward. And... Yeah, do you not think that's the same kind of thing with like what, with Declan Rice? If Declan Rice yeah. goes to like City and then they make him play centre back, he won't be the same player. No. Like he'll, he'll get he'll get better facilities, get better coaching, a lot more money. He will be guaranteed to play for England, pretty much. Yeah. But will he be the Declan Rice? I don't think so. No, I don't think I don't think anyone any. I don't think if he goes anywhere now. I don't think he can play. He can go as a centre back. Do you know what I mean? I think the only place he would have gone to as a centre back would be Chelsea because mm-hmm. Lampard had this bone in him about being the next John Terry. Basically, that's mm-hmm. the way I see it. Whereas I think, I think you know Pep needs a replacement for Fernandinho. I mean, he yeah, he'll he'll play, but even regardless, like I still don't think like <sighs> he'll play Champions League, he'll play international, he'll play the highest level of football possible. So naturally, he will become a better player. But the name and the ability that he will have, like Mares, for example, Mares yeah. for Leicester, unbelievable. Mares playing for City, still unbelievable. But is he the Riyad Mares that everyone talks no. about? No. And Golo Kante, he, he is the only name like out of those two from that Leicester team, which is probably the same kind of name, but in the same level, yeah. But, I know but, what you mean. but Leicester Kante it was different to Chelsea Kante still because he got moved around and it's, it's still. I still That's don't think. Yeah. Would he? Know? Would he be happy? Would he be happy, Charlie? I don't no. think you can make. I don't think you can make Kante sad. But um, and I don't think Declan Rice would be happy if he went anywhere uh, else apart from West Ham. That's no, I, I think he's at home, man. But. But I don't want to speak. I don't want. I do not want that moment to be clipped. Uh, no, to be, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it gets clipped if later on, right? He's going. Oh, he's, I told you he was going. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Joe's in. Who's next? Who's next? On Charlie. The, on then? the topic of him, Declan Rice is. Declan in Rice. Right. I was going to say. I uh, thought I could imagine him turning up. up in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, we've spoken up, uh, spoken enough about him. I think, like, all, all that says to him that he's. I think he could become club legend level. You know. Say, as you said, he's 22. He's like a couple years younger than you, and he's he's played over 100 Premier League games. He's ca- he captains West Ham. It's just mental when you think of it in that respect. Now, you know, I've I've interviewed some players and who were breaking into the side at like 20. You know, what I mean, like we had like Neil Meller and people like that who just looked like it was at Liverpool, who just breaking into the side at 20. This guy's playing for England. He's captaining the country. His club. He's just. I just think it's, it's incredible when you look at it in isolation. You know, he's so young, you know, and he's, he's got so much more to give, so much more to give. I, th- I think just to, like, touch on that point is that he's got so much more to give, but 
when you've achieved what you feel like could be everything it's like yeah. what's next you know so from a career perspective it's like oh well west ham can't pay me what uh man united can and man united can pay me more and also offer me champions league football if True. we manage to get europa league football that continues along the ideology that we spoke about earlier about a project you know because Declan Rice will be like, okay, or well, we've got Europa. So now I'm playing Prem. I'm going to try and get Europa again next season, but we're also yeah. going to try and get as far as we can in Europa. And if we do well in Europa, do you think I could maybe play Champions League down the line? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, but it's, 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 it's the weighing scales again. If we get Europa, Declan Rice will stay. If we don't get Europa, then we don't get Europa, then we don't get Europa. I think mm-hmm. Declan Rice has every right, and I don't think anyone will feel bad about it. Well, everyone will feel no. bad don't think anyone will hold against him about going to a club which can offer him that because he deserves it as a no and i think to be honest to be to be like over the summer when there was all the talk about going to chelsea we were literally walking him out the door mm. to me you know like you, you see other people we spoke, we spoke about scott parker and people like that you know oh they, oh, they went to Tottenham, better their career whereas you know declan was oh there we go mr of course yeah good luck to you good luck to you yeah. we, can, we won't blame you it's like well it's and it's funny, isn't it? We don't want him to go, but they were literally almost kicking him out the door, you know, it seems. But, uh, really, yeah, we just want the best for him for his career because we actually yeah. really do care about him as a player and a character. Yeah. Definitely, right. definitely. Next midfielder I've got Next is Carrick, where you just mentioned him. Yeah. So Carrick was along the era of me but throughout childhood um, where obviously Ferdinand and Joe Cole. So he, he, like, that kind of, like, period of time in my life, I just used to, I used to be like, oh, I want to be like that midfielder. For me, yeah. even Carrick going in, when he was at United towards the end of his career, how clean the short passes were. It was yeah. the simple jobs. It was the intelligent jobs, the positional awareness. I think Carrick reminds me of, um, of Suchek, but not anything like it. I think uh, yeah. not anything like him as a player. I think what he, not reminds me of, makes me feel conf- confident putting him next to Rice or in a midfield with Rice because I think it's the positional awareness which Rice will need that if Rice goes forward. Uh, I'm probably doing this too tactically for, for a level. No, 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 not uh, at all. But, I think people, people, people like stuff, man. But uh, Carrick obviously not being the blistering midfielder that goes up and down. No. There will need more space to be more reserved that you can have that person who can intercept, the person who can pass, distribute out wide, and Rice can probably instead of just being that just CDM, he could move more forwards, you know? Yeah, you know? And that's what I think. Something about Carrick is every every team he left, no one replaced him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like West Ham, he never replaced him. Tottenham never could ever replace him. Man United can never replace him. Mm-hmm. Travis didn't get as, as many England caps as he should have, be, should have got as, a, as that player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was just such an amazing player. Such an amazing player. And I think, you know, looking back at it is... As I said, like watching loads of highlights like you do when there's nothing on telly to watch. You watch loads of games and stuff, old games. And, yeah, he was brilliant. Such a great player for us. Mm. Such a great player. All right, it's Mickey Carrick. Mickey Carrick is in. He is in. Last one in the midfield three uh, is Scotty Parker. Um, the way that guy could just turn around, I didn't understand. Like, <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't get it. Like, it's like he was on a, on a you know, those, like, gyro balls where they're, yeah. like, this this is like this is like parker when he's like moving around the ball i didn't get it like there's some kind of muscle in your legs which could be very responsible for that and he had elite levels of that muscle he could just turn he could he was smart he was intelligent and him leaving i was that's pissed off i would he's in 11 out of ability not because i like him (laughs) 
You know, you know what, actually, he's in my 11 and I'm going to make him stay training longer than everyone else and run further than everyone else. Just for that. Just he's for that. The, he is the bitch of the team, Scott Parker. Like, <laughs> you, you're going to work the hardest for me, Parker, and you're also going to play well for me. You know, yeah. Um, but <laughs> sorry, sorry. Internalized, <laughs> internalized anger. Um, but I was very, very pissed off when he left yeah. um, and the manner in which he did leave where we were saying before um, with Rice, we like pushing on the door because I think that no matter what it is, we do believe that we would have known that Parker could have gone on and done better, but it's the time and it's also the way in which and the character that the person is, you know, I just don't think that, that Parker did it, but <sighs> Parker's so so good, man. It, I, 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 maybe just my memory could be also romanticizing. No, I don't think it was. I mean, hammer the year threes in a row. He, he carried that team. It was a shit team, and he carried it for three years. So shit. So it shit. Was, what a great team. And this right to leave as well. But I was pissed off. Still, i was still making yeah. him run further than everyone else. Still making him run. Still making him do extra laps. Oh, I used man. to remember what it walking off when he used to go around the players' entrance. He would come out, and you'd see him. He wasn't on crutches, but he, he he looked like he should have been. He was crawling so much. He'd put so much effort on the pitch. Um, but, yeah. And I think also we talk about Declan Rice, and I think there's this weird sort of circle of life thing where, like, Mark Noble learned from Scott Parker how to be a captain, and, and, and you know, and then Mark's passed that on to Declan, and there's this sort of, like, Akuna Matata, sort of like that's not my expression, but circle of life type thing. Yeah. I mixed up my uh, my Lion King analogies, but <laughs> there's this. I feel too much fucking Disney Plus in my eight year old daughter. That's trouble. <laughs> Homeschooling, just watch Disney Plus. Um, there we go. You learn all about about the Serengeti, you Lion King. Um, Egypt, go, go and watch Prince of Egypt. Um, so yeah, and that's what I think about Parker. I just think he's he has a, a massive influence on, on Declan Rice's career. Yeah, not not directly. Um, Keep that midfield three though. Rice, Carrick, and Scott Parker. Wow. Yeah. Make me a manager. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you know, I don't, it can't really get Scott out every time. It'd be a bit, bit awkward to get Scott yeah, playing for us. I'll make a I'll yeah. make a, a YouTube team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a Road to Glory series, like, <laughs> that's it. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring back FIFA. Do you know, I haven't fucking played FIFA. I haven't even bought this year's FIFA this year. I, I used to always buy it, man, but this year. I've never, been, I'm not much of a gamer. I, I don't no, stuff, but I hate FIFA. I can't get on with it. Although I played FIFA this year on my friend's, uh, my flatmate's uh, PlayStation, and that was actually quite enjoyable. And for yeah. the first time in years, I've been enjoyed it's it. It's with your mates, isn't it? It makes it, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah. Right. And left wing, Pyatt. Yeah, got it. Left there, Pyatt. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, Pyatt made me fall back in love with West Ham. Made me fall out of love with West Ham. It's a, bit, <laughs> a little bit like my my relationship with women. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the, the people who are who hold on to my mind and the people that, that maybe love and maybe lose. But Pyatt, my God, I just sit there. He'll get the ball. I'll be like, oh my gosh. I close my eyes and I'm like, what are you doing? You got to wake up. Pyatt's on the ball. Get free kick anything the ball's going forwards the ball comes over to him you just think ah something's gonna happen and something yeah. doesn't happen you're like it can happen anytime this game it's 90 minutes yeah you know sometimes you'll, you'll sit there and you'll look at any football you'll be like ah oh, it's just not their day and yeah. i didn't ever think that oh, i wasn't his day because he could be a ghost he could be misplacing passes he could be doing something but he only needed one second of magic and granted yeah. everyone only needs one second of magic to do something but he was the only one that i believed that he could just do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, he could he could be like he could 
blast the ball into Rose Ed like Ferdinand, Ferdinand, you know? He could do that seven times. But I every single time that he goes over the free kick, it could be the 15th free kick of the game. And I still think every single time that he's going to stand over that ball, I'd still be on the edge of my seat because it could yeah. be the 16th time and it's yeah. going in, you know? And it could, and that happened every game. Like, every it could game. Yeah. every single game. There was always something he had up his sleeve. Like, I, I will always hold... Pyatt is my favourite ever player to play for West Ham. Uh, and it was the biggest heartbreak. He was the best player that has ever played for West Ham, technically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you. yeah. You're never going to get another Ballon d'Or nominee. Unless Suchek makes a late run for it. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, <laughs> could you imagine? It, it, I, I think Pyatt was in the World eleven of that year. But, like, in that position of, like, being where he was. Like, he should have been a Champions League winner. He should have been, like, yeah. was, like... World Cup win, like World Cup, like winning that, that kind of thing. That's what he's yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. You know? like, That's his level. But even now, I sometimes watch Marseille games. I'm like, it's Pyatt. Oh, new haircut. He's got, you know, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, like a, it's like when you go, it's like when you Facebook stalk your old girlfriends. That's what basically you're doing, aren't you? Good? It's literally Instagram stalk my ex. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And but it, for him, it was like, yeah, and and again. We talk about you know getting players, you know, I don't know, like Suchek, he's he's having a form of his life and people like that. You know, for that eight that eighteen months, that was Pyatt in his pomp. That was Pyatt, you know, prime Pyatt. I'm sorry to put you know a FIFA analogy, but it was he was prime. You know, that was that he was in. You know, he was a good player at Marseille before and after. But that eighteen months, he was phenomenal. And it's momentum, yeah. man. Momentum, like yes. What happens? He comes to West Ham and. He was put on the world stage. He performed at that world stage, goes back to Marseille. He still performs. He still scores free yeah. kicks, still scores goals, still playing Europa League, playing at a higher level than West Ham, but no one's talking about him. No one talks about him. No, it's just, it's just, just the, the nature of the league, isn't it? He's not yeah. been, not been uh, selected for France. He's not the the level of what he is, but he's captain of Marseille, or well, yeah, I don't know if he is still or not. He was. <laughs> Yeah. He said really um, draw until that second charge. Yeah. Well, he might be. I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention. I actually know every detail. Yeah, <laughs> X is man. He's my ex favorite player, but he is still my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Love. What does it do to you? <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Love's a crazy thing. Last player I've got. Who's last player? Dean Ashton. Dean Ashton. Yeah, whack that guy right up top. That beautiful oh. bastard. Um, heartbreaking. Yeah, seeing the the downfall of like of his career because of injury, um, he made me move from Adidas Predators to get Puma boots, and I think that is <laughs> says it. it all. Yeah, yeah why the fuck would I ever want to wear Puma boots back then? They were they're nice now, but they but those boots were lovely. Those boots were nice, and I, now I know why he wore them. Like it was like the it was like a silver colorway with like the Puma flick kind of thing that came down. Um, Intelligent player, skillful player for a big guy as well. Yeah. Um, shame about the hairline. So he didn't have it all, but you can't have everything, can you? But he, but he was he was good at the finish. He was uh, good at bringing people into play. If I whacked any loan, any striker up top by themselves in my lifetime, I can think of it would be Andy Carroll or Dean Ashton. And Andy yeah, Carroll yeah, yeah. always be like, oh, it's on his day. Whereas Dean Ashton, it's more like. You turn up, I think you're going to do a good job if yeah. you're Achilles. Guys, That's a great shout. You know, you know, I think he's a skillful player. Um, I, I remember, I, re, I can't even remember who we were playing. I just remember I used to be in the, in the centenary stand before it got renamed. 
um, at Upton Park. And I remember him being trapped into the corner flag and this person was right up his ass and he just did some flick. He had no right to do it where he was like, and I didn't understand it. And then he got away and then brought someone else into play. And I just yeah. thought, the hell, like, how's he done that? I was only like seven or something, but uh, yeah. yeah, I was uh, very easily impressed. He just done a <laughs> ah, buy some new boots. But what a man! What a man! I I I'll stick with 100% Dean Ashton. Like for me, there was, there's only ever been. We've always had a trouble with finding strikers. Yeah. You know, we've had iconic names like Carlton Cole. What a man! Like absolute class, yeah. class character on and off pitch. Um, if any, if I was going to do a, a, a team eleven of loyalty, he'd be. Oh yeah. Second yeah. after Mark Noble, you know, um, yeah. the way that club treated him, uh, and then for him to return and also uh, offer. I think unbelievable for him as a character, yeah. but at Dean Ashton, we have like a curse, didn't we, with with players being selected for England and all that kind of stuff, but and also the injuries. But even to you know when you're you're a player from your team, you're proud to go off, you know, like yeah. proud when Antonio got selected, proud when Rice gets selected, you know, and was proud when Dean Ashton got selected, and then that happens in, during an England training. Uh, yeah like routine it it's happens just... and, and it's a shame because you said he was probably the uh, in my lifetime the most complete striker we've ever had you know he was just a phenomenal player and um yeah it was a terrible shame because it you know he what, what you know again we you know west we always we're always a sliding doors team aren't we it's always like what would have been if you know we hadn't sold uh, rio and frank lampard and uh, we'd have won the league and it's like okay well <laughs> It's like what would happen if Ashton, Ashton and Bellamy had a chance to form this partner? It would have been the new Cotty McAvenny, I'm pretty sure. But uh... there, are, there are loads of other like players, like Yossi Benayoun was up there for me. I was just like, what yeah. player? Then there's players like, uh, like obviously Tevez. You know, I don't know. There's there's so many. Oh, there's loads. You can you can make twenty teams. Why the fuck was he on the bench? You know, yeah. like, obviously politics and stuff. But um, but players like that, which are so amazing, but yeah, obviously for me, there's only one, the complete, the complete striker for me, Dean Ashton. Yeah. So my, yeah, I'll go for a four, two, three, one with this. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be goals. I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll be uh, first the match of the day. That's the, that's for sure. Particularly with Jerry Bryan, Jerry Bryan bombing down the left, the left back position, overlapping with Pyatt. We can just see it now. Pyatt makes people play better. So maybe Jerry O'Brien yeah, is doing exactly. roulettes and, and round the worlds just to flick it in, put Pyatt in, and where Pyatt's Ramona again to Dean Ashton, who then does a big flick heel to Joey yeah. O'Brien, like near the center circle, and he absolutely Yeah. That was explicit. But... <laughs> that bombshell. <laughs> Charlie, man, it's been lovely chatting. I loved it. I loved it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching or listening, whatever you do. Give it like, give it a share. For me and Charlie, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. <laughs> take care, everyone. Much. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.